Welcome back to another edition of the Power Podcast. This week I'm joined by Birdie. Yo, 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 what's up? 40. <laughs> G'day, fellas. And him. Crack a beer, take off your pants, and enjoy the podcast. I thought you were about to say enjoy the party, but um, <laughs> hopefully we're invited to the after party after a win on Friday night, but uh, we'll, we'll soon find out. Um, so the the live and loose edition of the Para Podcast, uh, we've all cracked a beer in celebration of the round one, which is upcoming, and Teamless Tuesday today. Um, so it'll probably be Wednesday by the time you get this, but uh, hopefully not noticing too bad a hangover from that celebration of team lists. Um, let's get straight into it to start off with the Tasha Gales, Harold Matt's SG Ball. I'll start off with the Tasha Gales who came away Ooh. with their first win of the season. Well done, women. Uh, with Parramatta pulling ahead 26 to Canterbury's 20. Try scorers Payne with a, a hat trick, Whitehead and Pew. And then Terare got three off the boot. So Payne now sneaks into equal try score leader from prop. Not a mean feat, is it? No, and she's been one of our best. She has been outstanding throughout those first four weeks. Uh, uh, so first four or five weeks and, you know, she really deserves that sort of payday in terms of tries. She's been awesome. And uh, did you guys have any more reports from that game? Um, it seems that the Bulldogs, Canterbury were winless as well coming into this, or they'd had a draw or something. Yeah, um, uh, but, yeah. Canterbury were winless coming into this, and they'd actually met in the preseason, and the Eels, I think, won two tries and nil uh, earlier in that encounter. So they sort of had you know good intel coming into this game, and to their credit, the Dogs you know, gave them a real good contest and had the lead at various points for that game, but a really strong finish put the Eels on track for their, their first win of the season. So congratulations to the girls. Fantastic stuff, uh, and it was a good weekend for all of our junior reps. Following on the Harold Matthews 22 over the West Magpies 14, uh, try scorers Aachi, Sanders, Murray, Spence, and Sanders 2 off the boot, so it could have been even bigger. Ham was, Ham was here for this one, wasn't he? Oh, it says 2 from when they've reported on Parramatta, but, but you're yeah, right. 4 times 4 plus, plus 6 is 22. Yeah. Ham, right. Um, yeah, the, it was a bit of a weird game. The referee loved... Um, buying a penalty, which, I mean, if teams are being ill-disciplined, well, then um, fair enough there. But it sort of made it really jarring and um, really clunky game. I thought uh, Parramatta made a few mistakes they should have – they don't usually make. So um, and could have, I could have seen them run away with it. Sort of late in the game when the referee put the whistle away, they seemed more fluid in attack um, and really dominated uh, the Magpies in the middle third of the field. So, um, yeah, not, not really much to say about this game. It was just sort of a – Good, solid win. Um, you don't really learn too much from it, but you move on and you're happy with the two points, happy in the top four. That's right. And uh, moving what we're over the halfway line now yep. um, from next week. That so. was the hump the hump week this week, round five. So four more weeks of regulation football. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, all right, moving on to the next result, which was the SG ball. Uh, so no late brain fades this week. Uh, Paramount <laughs> 32 to the West's Magpies, 18. Uh, is there a- Oh, yeah. Uh, try scorers Sau with Brace, Mugatudia, Coronius, Kalachi, and Tapaossi all going over the stripe, and Bray four off the boot. So, how did you see this one here? Um, yeah, it started off a bit weird because uh, Josh Chappell, who's been the mainstay in the halves, been really uh, guiding force for this young for this team, um, injured, out injured for the week. So, yeah, late, uh, late in the week, I believe he hurt his foot. Uh, Jabril Kalachi is playing year, year up move out from the centres into his natural position of the halves. Um, I thought he killed it. A fantastic player. I th- he's been very good in the centres, but um, moving him to the halves really energised him. He was on both sides of the field. 
Um, and he, I won't say won us the game because I think Parramatta did already have it won. But in the championship minutes when the team needed to put a few more tries on, he was one getting the ball in his hands and he was just fantastic. And it was good to see um, uh, Sione Tapu. I think it's Tapu Wasai. I'm not 100% sure. I'm willing to uh, <laughs> defer to you on the pronunciation. <laughs> but, um, yeah, come to us from Canberra, I think, mid-season. So um, he played in the Jersey flag trial against Penrith and is uh, still eligible for the under-19. So... Uh, good on the young fella for scoring a try on debut there. All right. So at the end of this round, that sees the SG ball sitting in sixth, which, which is are tied with Manly at fifth. Uh, just point differential there. But they've got a big test coming up with the undefeated Raiders, who currently have a positive 100 differential. Um, so they've been scoring some tries and not letting many in. Yeah, and six is important because that is a cutoff for the finals this year. So they want to be you know there or better for sure. Yes, and then for the Harold Matthews, we're sitting in fourth position, uh, and that's uh, are they? No, they're one back, one win back from the top three, uh, which includes the Panthers. And then moving on to the Tasha Gales, we currently sit eighth out of nine in this competition. Is it top eight like last year, or do they just play top six? I'm not sure. Uh, junior reps are all top six. Let me have a quick gander. But um, for next. Round we're up against the Raiders as well, um, and they currently have a win, same as us. Uh, but they've put on a few more points and and haven't conceded as many. Uh, but that's good for the uh, for all grades. There it seems they're pushing towards a finals berth. Uh, the Tasha Gals need a little bit more work to get right into the picture. But the ball is rolling now. That's right. First win, uh, more will flow. Uh, on to the news. Uh, McDonald's partnership. What does that mean for our waistline, boys? I'm a KFC man, so <laughs> not much. The, 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 the Tower Burger was getting some free advertising on the Discord this week. So, <laughs> oh, I had one today, and I must say, yeah, good on Maccas, good on them for sponsoring us, but Tower Boy, I'm a, I'm a Tower Boy for life. <laughs> Bertie, you're a Maccas or a KFC man when it comes to, <laughs> uh, comes to, to it? To be honest, I worked at Maccas, so nah. I've seen the, how Maccas make their burgers and all. Oh, so it, it made me turn to vegan at one stage for about... Ignorance is bliss when it comes hours. to KFC then. Yeah. <laughs> Birdie's a Carl's Jr. man, I think. Oh, That's right. The big, big news for you boys. Carl's Jr. opening your way. Yeah, but I'm on a diet, so I've got to cut out takeaway. So bloody pricks, they knew I was going on a diet and they brought one out. I'm going right, to get the low car. I'll get the low car, um, um, car burger with you know the lettuce as the bun, but yeah. I mean, there's there's lots of memes we can make about... Some of the notorious players amongst the NRL that are, are pretty closely linked to Maccas, especially given our opponents in round one. But McMilford. McMilford and, and, and Jackie Bird as well. <laughs> got a bit big when he He's no up. longer a Bronco. No, though. but he, he went up to Brisbane and got pretty chunky. Um, but yeah, it's just on, on a you know, more serious note, it's cool to see the club continue to bank these sponsors. Um, they had a number of sponsor re-ups recently, so... Um, yeah, so join Subaru, Macron, Gatorade, Actron Air, and yep. Lending Association committing so, to the club for long so you're term. Telling so. me, you're telling me you're not a big Parramatta fan unless you demolish two Big Macs and one litre of Gatorade? I mean, that sounds about right now. That is the bar. That is the bar for being a great Parramatta fan. <laughs> And you got Just to, don't um, get the fries at uh, at half time. I remember some uh, genius decided to do that when we were playing uh, junior footy. Um, get all the kids, you know, some uh, Macca's fries oh, no. at half time instead of apples. Uh, oh, you can no. imagine how the second half went. Yeah, maybe there would have been a lot of sick and sorry kids. 
<laughs> but, um, who, oh, it totally gave us all that energy. <laughs> who, who would have thought that success on the field coupled with diligent, you know, corporate leadership results and sponsors coming on board? I mean, that's yes, just Yes, so just crazy. if you're voting in the uh, the club board elections, uh, make it a good, <laughs> good vote. <laughs> Other news, uh, Eels talk about inspirations for International Women's Day, which is this Wednesday. So um, say good things about all the women in your life. Uh, we've got it at work and I put up a nice post with uh, me and my, and and my nan. And it's worth mentioning that the you know we we've seen the rise of the NRLW and Tasha Gower really starting to kick off now. But um, you know, women league has had a, a big place as part of the identity of the NRL for a number of years now. And you know, it's good to see you know not just the significant others of the NRL players, but all the other women involved in rugby league as players and administrators and and facilitators of our great game. Good words there, forty. I don't think I could sum that up any better than you just did. Well, I did something um, good for once. <laughs> any other news other than do we want to hit the injury list now? Yeah, uh, we'll hit the injury list now. Uh, so uh, the Eels released their injury list, which has Ray Stone with a knee injury. Uh, expected return round two. Murata Nair not injured, but suspended for round one. We knew that coming in, so he'll be back next round. Uh, Bryce Cartwright. Have they spelled his name right there? They've got Cart- uh, now they're going to check this. Now Is it R-I-G-H? Uh, R-I-G-T-H? Is that right? No, no they've, they've they've gone dyslexic on us. Yeah, the the H and the T need to be swapped. Uh, it's cut. No, isn't there meant to be an E in there somewhere? I no, he's, he's no E. But they got they've gone cut right, not cut right. True. Um, Jaw expected return round four to six. So they haven't really shed any further light on whether it was six weeks or round six. Yeah, so is it best case or worst case? <laughs> we still don't know. Uh, Michael Oldfield knee round four to six, so that was an MCL sprain. So it doesn't look like it was a tear, just a sprain. Uh, I think a sprain um, is a tear. Oh, it is a tear. Well, yeah. well the, scroll up. Michael Oldfield suffered an MCL sprain in the Eels trial game against the Dragons in yeah. February. So it's just a it's nomenclature for a tear, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about this. I'm gonna have to. Well, mate, you've got more experience with lower leg injuries than I think anybody <laughs> on the podcast. It's true. So I've had a few in my time. I'll defer to you. Um. Hang on, I'm going to have to. Let's, let's keep the podcast going. I'm going to have to Google this. Is this, is this, is a go doctor MD. physio calling you? <laughs> does he come if you just ask for him? So a sprain is a stretch or tear of a ligament. So yeah, it, it does count. So given the great like the the timing of it, I'd say it is a tear, like a grade two or so. Yeah. So just as long as you don't have Melbourne Storm diagnosing their old own players because they seem to get that wrong. Can't let anybody else diagnose their players. Can't diagnose them themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, I'll just laugh at my own joke. I'm sure. <laughs> I had a chuckle. I was there laughing. I remember that. That's a, a good joke. After I don't know if it was a, a Sarah or someone from the Melbourne Storm was dishing it out to the uh, NRL physio. It's like what? Don't you diagnose our players? Probably a Karen or something. <laughs> oh, can right. I say that or not? Yeah, of course you can. can. Karen's not a swear. No, because apparently that's an insult now. You can't use it's that. A, it's a slur. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Is it is it is. Oh, I mean, like it's um, it's uh, not not good on Twitter. You get banned or some shit. Twitter, Twitter plays are pretty fast and loose with those sort of things. So yeah, be careful when you when you're saying stuff on Twitter. All right, let's move on to preview for next round. So round six is it round six or round seven in the it's juniors? Round six in the juniors because round, round six we in just the got past the, uh, So yeah. uh, I'll defer to you, forty. The Tasha Gales taking on the Raiders, um, what time? Yeah, so they're, they're making the trip to Queanbeyan, and they're going to be the uh, curtain raiser there at 12 o'clock. Um, only a couple of changes this week for the girls with Daniel Keller and Lucy Whitehead out. Um, Chelsea Austin and Lorraine Lua-Manuve are coming in their place. So the team list reads as Amina Kanj at fullback, 
uh, Tamira Liati and Chelsea Austin on the wings, Talisha Pugh and Laureen Lomanuve, who I just mentioned. Oh, no. Yeah, I did. It was. I, was, I thought I saw another Laureen, another Lomanuve there, but they're in the centre, sorry. Uh, Catalina Vave and Demia Pritchard in the halves. A couple of NRL names there. Then you got uh, Ruby John Kennard and the captain, Lasalio Cita Payne, coming off that hat trick, bookending Jada Tove at hooker. Um, uh, Lori Jokacha Masame and uh, Sama Tarare are on the flanks with uh, Taimani Kolomaka locking the scrum. On the bench, you've got Jacinta Tui, Leilani Tua, Kristen Cawthorn, and Summer Brown in the uh, regulation 17 with uh, Eloise, Eloisa Seve as the uh, 18th lady. Sounds good. Let's hopefully they can continue in this vein of form and uh, pick up another win for the the uh, Tush Gals. Yeah, you like to uh, think the fact that they had a comeback in that game, coupled with that strong finish, means that they can carry momentum into round six. Harold Matthews. So, as before, it's the triple header at Canberra, so... Kickoffs at 1.30 out at Queanbeyan, safe at Oval. Uh, outs this week, Big Cooper Sinclair is gone, which is unfortunate. Uh, Genesis Talagi Suwala and Lachlan Galvin are out as well. Uh, incoming for them is Muhammad Alamadine. Suliasu Aho is back alongside Tyrese Lokeni. So the back line gets reshuffled a little bit. Uh, Patrick Spence is in the custodial role. Aho comes onto that flank in the place of Cooper Sinclair. Um, and he's joined on the other flank by Joshua Liela Aloto. And then in the centres, you've got the usual faces of Charlie Geimer and Declan Murray. Halves are unchanged with Terence Laffey and Ethan Sanders at 5 8 and halfback, respectively. Um, you got the, uh, the, well, it's the sort of almost the usual starting pack with uh, one face change for a very similar face. Um, so Sam Tuovati and Orfagmino are bookending Yaya Ayachi. Uh, Don Bastrata still isn't back, and he's there uh, replaced by his twin Raf, who um, played last week as well in the starting team. Um, on the edges with Raf is Saxon Pryke, and Big Miles Martin is at lock. Uh, on the bench, you've got Blaze Talangi, Joshua Alzahim, Maveti Otuuta, and Tyrese Lakeni with uh, Muhammad Alamadine as the 18th man. Yes, so again, Harold Matthews, they're in the top four. Uh, hopefully they can kick on this week. Uh, let's have a quick look at the latter. Oh, Canberra dead last. So this, okay, is, this is a so... game that you want them to really kick on and, and you know, not necessarily fresh the Raiders, but, you know, get a good boost of four and against and make sure you don't trip over yourselves. Definitely. And this Harold Matthews, uh, pretty consistent throughout the they, season, they have so we'd hope for them yeah. to keep that going. Uh, all right, SG Ball. Yeah, closing out the day at 3 o'clock. Um, a few changes here for the SG Ball this week. Um, Big Brock Parker is out alongside Daniel Reardon and Tyrone Sow, so a couple of um, important starters there at prop and fullback. Um, incoming is four players of Freeman Forsyth back from injury uh, or suspension maybe, I don't know. Josh Chappell also back. Kylan Mafoa and Taylor Moala, a Tams boy right there, are also back as part of that four-man injection. Um, so Freeman for- Forsyth comes back after missing last week at fullback now. So he'll replace uh, Tyrone. Um, on the wings, you've got Caleb Coroneos and uh, Sione Tapuosi. So we, we're not sure if that's the correct pronunciation because Ham had the other one. Um, and in the centres, you've got Kamoe Fekatoa and Gabriel Kalache diverts back to centres, given that Josh is back. Um, speaking of Josh, he's at 5'8", alongside Keelan Bray at halfback. Um, starting front row is the big hyphen, Jonte Jr., Befam Misa. And uh, big Larry's off the bench um, to bookend him there, Larry Mwaga-Tutia. Uh, Vlado Jankovic continues to start after a couple of really good weeks for him at hooker. Um, on the edges, you've got Jock Brazel and Maximus Tupo. Um, captain the team at Locker's Peter Tatia. On the bench, you've got Drew Lloyd. Uh, Taylor Moala comes back there. Uh, Francis Fayefo Tuatino and Coevia Lamesu with Kyle Mafoa as the extra man in the number 18. Yes, so big week for the SG ball. Uh Coming up against the undefeated Raiders, as we said before, they've got a positive 100 differential. 
um, and undefeated coming and into this round. We, we know this team can you know dance with any of the teams in this competition. They've still got the talent despite missing all those players that are either going to be flag or, or New South Wales Cup uh, rostered. But the question is whether they you know trip over themselves because they've been the, the games they've lost or drawn this year against Manly and the Illawarra Steelers. You know they were their own worst enemies, and you know Manly are, are right there with them on equal points, and the Steelers are you know just behind them. So they're, they're huge opportunities they've missed, and now they've got to go on and try and beat the table-topping Raiders. Well, that's the thing. You look at you know the Steelers game they should have won, and maybe a bit of luck and a bit of better management around that Seagulls game. That puts them right up there with um, the Raiders. Yep, yep, right at the top of the table because they're they're only three points behind the Raiders. That's the as much as we've criticised them for their issues of handling with discipline and just you know fundamental errors that have been uh, sneaking into their game in crucial moments. They're right there. They're right there, six on the ladder, but only three points behind first. So yeah, and even with the bye, you know, they're they're a top four team with um if they win those two games easily. Yeah, so massive test for them. Um, you know, they, they can't afford to be lack, uh, lack sorry. Um, and if they're on their game and then if they're switched on for the, the full uh, 70 minutes, is it still 70 minutes in SG Ball? Because the, the time yeah. is at, at Cabramatta have been so balked lately. Um, yeah, so they're switched on for the full 70 minutes. You know, they'll give themselves a, a great account and a chance to upset the later leaders. All right, well, let's move on to, uh, you know, a fast start for the... Uh, New South Wales Cup and the Jersey Flag teams for the Parramatta Eels. They've already got points. two guaranteed points, points in round one. Never It makes for a really uh, a sad weekend, though, because all the, dis- the district reps, junior reps are out at Queanbeyan. and the game's up in Brisbane on Friday night. There's nothing else to do on the weekend in terms of footy now. Yes, um, but we do have the Harvey, uh, Harvey Norman Women's Premiership rather uh, kicking off, that'll take place on Monday, the 15th of March. 7 p.m., Monday Night Footy. Mon- Monday Night Footy is back. Uh, Magpies, Wentworthville, taking on the Mounties uh, at 7 p.m., as I said, out at Ringrose Park. Uh, Ham, you were saying before that we might get a stream for this one. Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's what I read on um, NewSouthWales.com earlier. That, uh, give, me a, give me a sec. Team lists. Sorry, this isn't very good podcasting. Wrong one. The production value. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, I know. Awful. Um, yeah, uh, both from H.E. Labart and the Wentworthville Magpies vs. Mounties friendship match from Ingrose Park on Monday night on New South Wales Rugby League TV, nice. no doubt hosted by the great Peter Jolly. Well, not so nice. Jolly's <laughs> the guy that calls all genius, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, credit to him for powering for all the content, but sometimes the the, uh, the gaffes can be a little frustrating when he's calling like wrong names and whatnot. But um, I'm I'm really happy that they're, they're televising or streaming so many games, and that's on Facebook, isn't it, Ham? That's their portal of choice for streaming, right? Yeah, I, th- I think that's also on the New South Wales Rugby League website. So I assume that they're linked to it. You'd think so, right? But um, oh no, it's uh, exclusively Facebook. But you think they'd link to it on New South Wales Rugby League, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, there's a link on you, sir. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, but otherwise just Google NSWRL TV Facebook, I suppose. Okay, well, let's move on to the main event, uh, which we'll see Friday night Broncos back in effect, uh, the first round of football. So by that time, we'll have uh, digested South Melbourne. And then who's the, the game before us? Bulldogs, Newcastle, I believe, is before us. Okay, so Souths are premiership favourites uh, running into Friday night. Um, They've yeah. gotten a lot of love, haven't they? After the charity cup, the demolition job of the Saints, which I know, I, I I feel like I'm one of the few people that thinks that Souths are a good team, but not convinced that they're the runaway favourites. Agreed. 
Um, I think they were drinking a bit too much Kool-Aid after that uh, run of a couple of games in the finals last season. Here's my argument, right? Parramatta get criticised for failing to win a game in the finals for a number of years. And yet here you have South making the preliminary final for three years in a row, but choking every time. So it's good that they're winning one game or two to get there, but then they haven't got the mental fortitude to get over the bump. So they've got like, they're obviously in a better position than the Eels, but they've also got a similar mental block. And yet it's been like, it's held up as this shining reason as to why they're, you know, should be favourites of the Premiership. But I don't know. That's just me. Okay, let's get over that. Let's get on to Broncos. The Eels, 8.05pm on Friday the 12th of March up at Suncourt Stadium in Brisbane. Ham, you will be in attendance on the ground. You can give us a feel of what it's like in there. I don't know about on the ground. I think I'd die. Um, I don't think I'd make 10 metres. At the ground. At the ground. How about we leave it at that? At the ground, that's a lot better. Um, Yeah, exciting. I've never been to uh, Suncourt before. So um, hopefully Big Eels win up there. Uh, Not the first time in... I think they're on. They don't have daylight saving, do they? No, they don't do daylight. That's savings. right. Oh, so I've only got to turn the clock back eighty years instead of a hundred. They're, they're backwards country kick degenerates up in Queensland. <laughs> don't believe in daylight savings. Well, they get a lot more sunlight because they're a bit closer to the equator. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> let's just stick with the backward. We'll go with your version. Back, backward country kick degenerates. It just it, it rolls off the tongue a lot nicer. I feel like. All right, well, let's get to that team list. Jermaine Asako goes back to fullback. Uh, bit of a Xavier surprise there. I think that's a bit of a surprise, isn't it? There was a lot of talk that Tessie knew was going to be the guy to be the custodian for the uh, The preview podcast I've been listening to, the NRL.com one, had uh, Izako picked at the at fullback. Huh. So I guess it is a little bit surprising considering they've been there before, plus they had Darius Boyd playing over Izako last season. Yeah. Um, until he went to six. New coach, yeah. I suppose. Just his preference. Yeah, I guess that's right. So Xavier Coates on the wing, David Mead on the other wing. In the centres, Herbie Farmworth and Tessie New. In the halves, Anthony Milford. And after the, the greatest battle of <laughs> two halfbacks we have seen in training, <laughs> Brody Croft comes out victorious and takes on the seven. It was a but having said that, Brody Croft's got a very nice try against us last time we played. Was it last time or the time before? Uh, the- I can't remember. The first time we played in 2020, he scored. Yeah, so um, I think it was against Sean Lane again, not yeah. pressing up at frigging uh, uh, defence. No, no, Maddo. it was our right edge. It was Matto. Yeah, Matto got caught out, oh, sort Maddo. of cheating to the guy, the block guy up the to the right. And well, yeah, but Lane will be on that edge, so he better be awake for it. That's true. Assuming that they do roll out that way, because who knows if if they're going to pull what Brad did and swap their halves. In the forwards, Tavita Pangai Jr., Matthew Lodge returns from his... Was it a knee injury last year? I can't remember. Lodge did his uh, ACL, didn't he? Oh, not Lodge. That, yeah. That's um the back rower for Fita, who went to the Titans. Uh, Lodge might have done his ACL too, though. Jake Turpin at hooker in the second row. Alex Glenn, who's now the captain. The Ricky And Lodge Jordan show. Ricky. And Patrick Carrigan at lock. Then the interchange bench, John Asiata, Thomas Flegler, Ethan Bullimore, and Ben Teo. The extended bench, Tom Dearden, Reese Kennedy, Richie Kenner, and Corey Pakes. For the Eels, we run out with, uh, well, this 13 picks itself, doesn't it? Uh, at fullback, Clinton Gutherson. On the wings, Makasivo and Blake Ferguson. In the centres, Tom Opacek and Wonga Blake. So Opacek coming in for Jennings. And then in the halves, Dill Brown, Mitch Moses. Forwards, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Paulo. Reed Marnie at nine. The second row is a Sean Lane, Ryan Madison. And at lock, Nathan Brown. The interchange bench, Oregon Kafusi, Isaiah Papali'i, Keegan Hipgrave and Will Smith. The extended bench, Hayes Dunster, Joey Lussick getting his first uh, shout for the Eels. 
Jordan Rankin, similar, and David Hollis, uh, who's had a big shout-out uh, moving through. They're getting named in that 21 jersey, so that'll be a, a big thing for Hollis, I guess. Yes. Uh, match officials, Adam G., Belinda Sharp, touch judge, Michael Wise, touch judge, and Harry Parent, Henry Perrinara, rather, uh, the is the f- senior review official. Where the uh, so he's f- going to be fucking us from the box. Is Ziggy, <laughs> damn it, where's Ziggy? I want Ziggy. Yeah, we need Ziggy. I think we've got like pretty much 100% win rate with Ziggy. Ziggy's our boy. Uh, okay, well, let's looking at those team lists. Uh, you know, I th- we're pretty stable thirteen there. Yeah, well, you, you um, said it. The didn't bench you? is probably not at its strongest, but uh, you know, injuries and and force outs that sort of left us where we are. The the you said it in uh, in the actual reading of the team list. The starting thirteen pretty much picks itself. I think the only controversy was who wins. I mean, a controversy who wins the left centre spot. Tom Opachuk was always the front runner there, and you know, he's won out on the back of a solid preseason. And I have a question mark was um, how how much effort and intensity would the two wingers put into the preseason? Evidently, Sivo and Ferguson have had good preseasons per 60s training reports, and they've been rewarded for that with their you know incumbency being retained into 2021. Is that all we've got? Nobody else wants to touch yeah, Birdie, anything? Birdie Ham? Oh, I was just going to say, that's um, right up there. <laughs> um, you know, you say our bench is not the strongest, but I look at the Broncos bench and I see Asiata, Flegler, Bullamore, Teo. I'm seeing four middle forwards there. So... If I'm Parramatta, I'm, if it stays the same, I'm running straight at Jake Turpin, three out of the five tackles, just straight at him because tie him out. He's coming off, I think he's coming off an injury, injury season. Um, get him tired. They've got nobody on the bench to replace him there. So I'm running straight at Jake Turpin. And I think we've got the players do it. We've got Reg, Junior, Brownie. You know, send those three at him. He's going to be doing a lot of tackling, a lot of defending there. Um, and it, it suits Parramatta's game going straight up the middle. That's what we did last year. Um and, you know, with with the Broncos, I think that we can play our up-and-in style of uh, defence as well. Um, not too sure how Croft and Milford will be going, but given past seasons, um, yeah, I think up our game suits, uh, our strengths attack their weaknesses really well in both with the ball and without the ball. And uh, you spoke about the Broncos bench, Ham. What do we make of our bench? I think Kafusi and Papali'i would have been first picked if everyone was available after their strong pre-seasons. Um, Papa Lee obviously impressing after coming to us by way of the Warriors and Oregon looking to make that big step up this year. I think that even if Murata was fit and uh, Cartwright hadn't broken Murata's fit, if Murata wasn't suspended and Cartwright was fit after, you know, in a situation where he hasn't broken his jaw, I think those two are still right and next to be picked in the first wave. Um, what do we think about Hipgrave and, and sort of even more Will Smith getting the nod over someone like Joe Lussick? Do we see Hipgrave as potentially coming on on, on an edge and you'd see Lane sort of move to a middle or, or Possibly, come off yeah. its spell? Because they've, they've definitely, you know, happy to use Lane through the middle. Um, so I feel like if they, feel, if they think that the matchup is there for Lane to be better suited in the middle and Hipgrave on the edge, they'll be happy to deploy Hipgrave out in the left. I oh, think- sorry, the right now. God, they, they're doing my head in now. They swapped, they swapped sides. Given um, how long our middle forwards can play, I think they'll be playing a big minutes this week. Um, yeah, but is that something we want to persist with? Because I, th- I thought that played a role in, in how we fell away at the second half of the season. It yeah, is. I think you should be ready to leverage those two for big minutes in crucial games, but less so week to week because it, it saps them of energies in the long run, I think. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think once Murata's back, um, he'll be pushing 30 to 40 minutes. Whereas this game, um, I see Kafusi and Papali'i interchanging with the middles. Um, and then obviously Will Smith coming on for Reed Marnie there. Um and then there, I can see Keegan getting maybe five, ten minutes at, for five minutes at the most, really, um, unless the game really needs him to come on. Um, I'm unsure about 
I think his first two involvements in our trial matches were uh, six agains in defence. So, having said uh, that, he was carrying a little bit of an injury in the preseason. Are we willing to give him a bit of benefit of the doubt, or is he, uh, he's already think, done his dash? No, I think. <laughs> uh, the, 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 I'm, all, I'm always happy to support. Is an Eels uh, player, so I'm always happy to support him. But I think um, I think Hipgrave got roasted a little bit too early because he he came in had a bit of a back injury, I think, which is always difficult to recover from. Um, you know, and I'm not saying he's going to be a star for us, but I think that calls that he's a bust after two trials are pretty unfair. I'm happy to give him a bit of time, um, whether it's this week and he has a bad game still um, to sort of get back to peak fitness by playing Reggie's or off the bench for us. And if he still sucks after that, you know, fair is fair, but. I do feel it's a little bit preliminary to to go all in on um the you know he's a he's a dud. I don't think he's a dud. I just don't think he's part of our top seventeen. And no, that that's not unfair. I think that opinion is not unfair because we've got a pretty good top seventeen when everyone's fit and you've got a Murata near Corey coming in, one of the best bench forwards in the competition, and you've got a guy like Brass uh, Brass <laughs> Brass Cartwright. <laughs> <laughs> you got Brass Cartwright coming in, and giving you some flair, and even someone like Nathaniel Roach, who was an awesome, you know, utility value if he's there. Um, yeah, I we haven't seen Nathaniel Roach. Is he still? He wasn't on the injury still, list, was he? I think he's still D six. So, so the. So that's a good, that's a that's a good answer there, Ham. Is that we maybe did, we did a good a uh, good Broncos thing, didn't we? Uh, like they did with freaking um, uh, what's his face, Sigiaro getting on the Dev contract. Do do we have any concrete about when Dev players can start playing, or is it still sort of they seem to change the the, the well, rules every week? The, I assume like it's red round eleven. I, I assume it's still round eleven, even though they changed the mid season transfer deadline to August one. I assume that they didn't change the the development and, and second tier eligibility for NRL um, deadline. So who knows? Uh, but yeah, uh, Roach was always rumored to be a top 30 upgrade or a prospective top 30 upgrade. But the fact that he's not on the injury list and he's not featured in the uh, extended 21 would suggest that you guys are bang on and that maybe sort of in contract limbo at the moment as a iron out a top 30 upgrade. I mean, if he's injured at the moment, there's no real point to bump well, him if, up. If, he, if he's injured, that could just be discretion that he's not on the the team sheet for whatever reason. Maybe he's going to be a secret weapon in round two. Who knows? Okay, we'll wait and see. But yeah, it is interesting to have Lusick sort of on that extended bench ahead. And again, Will Smith ahead on, the, we, on the bench. I mean, it's it's going to be a moot point, you'd think, unless there's some sort of bang up. But who are the two that go up to the uh, Brisbane that don't drop off on Thursday? Who's going up to Brisbane as the extended? I think we'd probably carry Dunster and Lusick up there, wouldn't we? Because Will Smith, he can fill in in the halves if you have a half, late mm-hmm. halves injury. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you have a, an injury in the hooking department, you'd want Lusick there and Hayes Dunster as an outside back. And that you seems just, yeah. a very logical conclusion there. That's why he's our boss. Yeah, I, was, I was hoping Big Davey would get um, fly up there just to get game I know day. that's the way BA sort of likes to introduce them. Soak them up as the 18th and 19th. Well, minute. given there's no reserve grade, you think they could go up for the trip in any event? That's actually or a good point. Or would there be uh, COVID yeah. protocols against that? They seem to be pretty relaxed at this point. So, Well, the NRL will probably have a deal. Does the NRL have a deal lined out with the Queensland government? You think they would, right? One would hope. B- Bertie, you got any comments on the team list, mate? Hey, you saw hit the nail on the, you know, on the head, whatever they're saying is like, Precise. Um, I'm 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 liking Will Smith. Like in the past, I wasn't a big fan of him because I just it's just a dreaded Dragons game in the fourth past. <laughs> the, the stigma about Dragons game has haunted yeah. Will Smith for a while, hasn't it? Where he came on oh, and kicked sure, the ball out in the yeah. fall and had a couple of really bad passes. But, um, but like I'm liking it until until Reed because right now I don't think Reed can play 80 minutes. I know first up, but like even then he's not a seasoned veteran who can play 80 minutes each week. So you know I don't mind you know Will Smith a last on the bench for the first four weeks, but. Just seeing Hipgrave and like, it's sort of like the default. Like it, it seems like 
he was like the last one, you know. And we have to pick him because who else? Who else can play? You know, if, uh, who's who's our other backup forwards? You know, you, you well, give three, three, three. The sort of crucial ones are either injured or suspended because Stone, Near Corey, and Cartwright really constitute the core of our extended forward depth. Um, you know, you go beyond that, and Horse is obviously a very good prospect, uh, but you know he's going to need time in Reggie's, and then after that, uh, it's. It is. We are a little bit skinny in the in the middle, I think, and, and at the edge too. In saying that, um, if we get a number of injuries, we're going to have to be aggressive in the player market. I feel like, or or look internally for a, a prospect to um, accelerate their development in the NRL. Whether that's you know a guy like Shabell Tassapale if our edge depth gets um, you know roasted, or a guy like David Hollis, you know, getting a baptism by fire in the middle. I mean, it's, um, it's a positive that both. Oh, sorry, Ham. No, 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 no you got either. It's a positive that both Papali'i and Hipkrev can sort of play on the edge and in the middle. Like, oh, 100%. You know, we could have we could have at like, the one time on the field, Junior, Reg, Papali'i and Hipgrave, you know, give Maddo and Lane a break. But like, I don't know. I just I just saw Kane Evans leave, and you know, he he's whether or not his career deals, you know, it wasn't good. And I just saw Hipgrave his replacement, and he didn't set like you talked about his injury. He didn't set the world on fire. And, well, I think Papali'i is the is the replacement, isn't he? Is it? Oh. I'm just praying Hipgrave. I'm just praying both of them can at least contribute more or better, have a better career than Evans at the Eagles because, yeah, towards the end, Evans just uh, fizzed out. So, yeah. I just want to go back to uh, what you said, Bertie Will Smith and Joey Lussick. Um, I think we're going to have to carry a bench, uh, backup hooker on the bench all year. Um, we saw how fast the game is potentially in our game against Penrith. I don't think every game will be probably that fast, but if we do have a game that is that fast again, You'll, you'll want that running out of dummy half. And I think Reedy will. Um, he's slowly progressing his game each year. Um, but if you have a Will or a Lussick on the bench there, just that explosive dummy half running for 10, 15 minutes could really find out some tired forwards around that ruck area. Oh, not even just tired forwards, just forwards struggling to get back on side, you know. So, yeah, I think we'll have to – I think all teams will probably have to carry a bench, uh, bench hooker is is Lusick the more um, uh, experienced uh, hooker compared to Will Smith, or is he like Lusick is more experienced at hooker? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, see if he can defend better. Like I'd rather that because realistically, we want Will Smith to, or we want a bench utility to come on, make a tackle, and not. But it depends not what you want. Do, I think uh, I think, think that'd be we'll, more for spark in the middle. Yeah, of the exactly. Run, Will Smith gives you a bit more juice in that limited opportunity. You know, sort of role that he's going to have playing sort of ten to you know, maybe 20 minutes, depending on how BA wants it, the boy Reed. Whereas Lusick is sort of your, if Reed's down, you want a guy to play longer minutes and, and sort of just soak up tackles in the middle, he's the better replacement. And that's why I think, you know, once Stoney's um, fit and firing again, I think he's sort of maybe not the perfect bench utility there, but, you know, he can jump in a dummy half, but also if you need him, he can play in the middle and on the edge. It'll be a fair so. battle between him and Roach if they can both stay healthy because they, they both bring something pretty unique to that utility role. Yeah, I th- if either when those are, when those two are fit and firing, I reckon we'll see one of them on the bench there. Agreed. But I mean, between the four of them, I think to have that in that um, well, usually typically fourteen you associate with the utility, but I've, evidently we're going with the seventeen this year. Um, so have them in that bench utility role. I think all four can give you something um, all different and something all different to Reedy. Okay. Do we have anything else to say, or does that sort of wrap us up? Oh, it's going to be raining. Apparently all week at Brisbane, and we have some showers on the day. So, you know, um, hopefully, uh, it might. Hopefully, our forwards can get a bit of leg drive. But other than that, um, that's something I could add to the to the game preview. My Tim Bailey weather report. <laughs> 
I know the the one weekend I go up to Queensland. What is it? Sunny one day, perfect. Perfect the next. The next yeah. Well, bloody rain the whole time I'm up there. So. Bullshit. Um, Shut up. Huge, huge <laughs> news. Would you rather that or sit or go back to um, uh, Penrith Day when it was 40 degrees? And- uh, um, yeah, huge news off Reddit sense. and something that augurs well for our premiership aspirations, obviously. Parramatta Eagles won the D20 Championship, um, beat the Warriors in the grand final, 42 to 22. So go para. Imagine if that's the NRL grand final. Imagine how. <laughs> Imagine the, melt- the meltdown, though, if, if like the D20 Championship predicted the grand final and we upset the. <laughs> The Warriors, who once again are going to have to forfeit their home rights um, for at least most of the season, um, yeah, we would be the villains no matter how uh, attractive our brand of football we were playing was. All right, well, I think that'll wrap up the chat there. So uh, first week of footy back, Friday night, 8.05pm up at Suncorp uh, on Channel 9, on KO, on radio. Uh, get into it and uh, get that jersey on and start screaming, uh, go you the... go. Go you eels! No. <laughs> too go many, too many beers That's there, it. mate. To go you the eels. Yeah, go you. Are we doing eel. predictions? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Good. There we are. Almost predictions are so, so twenty twenty. Let's go, Birdie. First try scorer, eventual scoreline. Uh first try scorer. I'm going to go Opacets. You know, um, him being an ex cowboy, I think he'll try to get one up uh, against the ex rival. Um, That'll be three from three. It'll be his next Bronco as well. Is he? Oh, yeah. yeah he's a, bron- he's Broncos. a Broncos junior. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll be like eighteen six scoreline and. So I mean, it'll just be like um, it won't be as as fast paced as a trial, but if the weather um, is predicted, uh, I think it'll just be a lot of like um, just one out running football. So other than that, uh, yeah, I think man of the match will be uh, Dylan Brown. I reckon he'll, he'll break it open. DB MVP. Through that. Forty. Um, yeah, I, I can see this one being a little bit more dour than I want it to be. A lot closer than it probably should be. Um, Brisbane are going to be up for a big game after being dog shit last year, and even if I think their roster is fundamentally uh, flawed. Um, and, you know, Kevin Walters is exactly a, a proven uh, coaching genius. They'll be up for a big homestand up against a team that's sort of had their number for the last few games. So I'm going to go 22-12. Uh, FTS, got to go Junes. He's bringing up the ton this week. So, you know, I mean, there's no rational reason why he should score the opening try because of that, but he's going to. Um, <laughs> and that that's uh, that's the end of our usual predictions, isn't it? But he threw an MVP for no particular reason, right? We, oh, I just because I, I no, we, like we don't usually short, predict man the match though, do we? Oh, yeah. I feel like that's new. Yeah, I just I thought it was like a short prediction. I got to add something, you know, just to fill the airtime. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm going June's uh, FTS uh, Parramatta Eels 22 to 12. Him. Uh, first try is going to be the Greek god Ryan Madison. Um, eventual score is going to be Parramatta 30 to the Broncos two. Oh. Really? Uh, is it, so is that the field goal on half time or a penalty? Oh, that's goal? right, the long range field goal. I forgot about that stupid change. <laughs> no, it's going to be uh, a repeat of um, the 2019 uh, preliminary final where Isako goes for the penalty goal to go weirdly go two points when they need three tries. But he's going to get it this time. <laughs> uh, okay, well, for me, I've got us winning 26 12, and I'm going to back in Birdie here, Tom Opacic for first try uh, scorer. Um, but yeah, we know Milford, he can knock a, a field goal from pretty long distance. Uh, so perhaps that, that two points does come from that. Well, you, well, you reckon just they're going to do the um, Eric Sims and just field goal it up? As yep. they hit the 40-meter line. Do- Boys, we can't attack. McMilford hits the ball, mate, and kick a field goal. They're probably down like 30 nil at halftime. They're like, oh, we better get something on the board right here, you know? 30 to 2 sounds better than 30 nil, but yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, well, we'll wrap it up there for the Parapodcast round one preview in the bag. Uh, we've got another 20, 25 rounds of footy to go. So let's get into it. Too good. Cheers. Cheers.
Catch you next week, boys. Bye.